0: Calling 911 when in an accident may just not be enough. Car accident, remember. After 911, call 411. -411 1-800-411-PAIN. 1-800-411-PAIN is a legal and medical referral service. Non-employee spokesperson.
1: Football players win your league. Come to the tickets, third annual. And a John Levine John Clayton fantasy football camp with special guest CBS Sports.com's Jamie Eisenberg. Saturday night, August 26th. Sport of Kings, Gulfstream Park, 6 to 9 p.m., way before Mayweather McGregor gets going. It's free and win some exclusive one on one time with John Clayton Saturday afternoon. Just register now at theticketmiami.com. And a John Levine, acting attorneys, call 1 800 747 free. That's 1 800 747 3733. Sponsored by East Coast Public Adjusters, by Gun World of South Florida, and by Life Storage. For more details on attending for free, go to theticketmiami.com. Uh, someone wants me to say Daddy Likey. Uh, listen, that happened last week. It it just slipped out, so to speak, the Daddy Likey about Joy. I love Joy. L- like a sister. It's, it's not, there's, you know, no other. Stop while you're ahead. It was a little bit of a pervy thing to say, Daddy Likey. Too late. You can't take it back. I didn't mean it like daddy. Like I didn't mean mean some like father daughter (laughs) situation. No, no, no. That's disgusting. No, they didn't mean it like that. No No one took it that way. No, no. I think people did take it that way. No, no. People took daddy the other way. I mean, there's a lot of things that daddy likey, but right. But they didn't take it as a
0: father daughter. I think they did. Well, those people have their own issues with their own.
1: By the way, Bill, uh, we're good. Capital Girl Tuesday. It's all set. She called me. We're good. We're in. See you there. Not. Um, do we have the buzz? What are you doing? We, are you getting the buzz on the line? We, we got to get Barry out. We need to talk uh, Marlins, Dolphins, Canes. Is, uh, is I mean, it's all on the table. We got a lot of stuff going on. There's only one person to go to when we have a lot of stuff. That's the buzz. Uh, so we need to get Barry on. Let me just real quick, the PGA Championship leaderboard, some of the leaders, teen off as we speak, um, up at Charlotte, North Carolina, is where they're playing the PGA Championship, but tied for first, as we take a look at the PGA Championship uh, at the leaderboard, is uh, Kinsler and Hideki Matsuyama, tied for first, eight under par, that's brought to you by Edwin Watts Golf Shop, home of the 90-day 100% guarantee. Now we go to the Ryan Fuels and Downstairs Convenience Stores guest line. They're truly steps beyond convenient. They're the person that covers uh, everything in South Florida. Uh, there must He 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 is cloned. There, there's got to be clones of him because he's everywhere. He is the man I refer to as the Buzz, Barry Jackson. You can follow him on Twitter at Sports Buzz. Barry, how are you, sir? Hi, Brian. I'm still the only person besides your mom who calls you Brian, right? Uh, there's a couple other people, but it's never usually if people it's not for a good reason. Ah, okay. Yes. Well, I wish
2: I could have cloned myself today to be at UM, although people couldn't see the scrimmage. I know Mark Riff, uh, briefed reporters afterward. I'm at Dolphins today and following the Marlin Sales story, which has more twists and turns than any absurd uh, I mean, book good. or novel or romance movie.
1: Okay, so let's let's start there. We had Mike Ozanian on from Forbes a little bit earlier. Uh, he was uh, odd. He called me Buddy. Um, <laughs> so I'm not sure what was going on there, but – uh, evidently, Jorge Moss could be involved, and now there's some reports that uh, that that, uh, that David Sampson and Mike Hill might be staying. I, I'm perplexed, Barry. Set us straight.
2: Okay. Well, an agreement was reached last night and signed. A purchase agreement was signed for Bruce Sherman and Derek Jeter to become the new owners of the Marlins. that was forwarded to Major League Baseball. Now, that agreement needs approval from three-quarters of big league owners. That vote... Probably not going to happen for a few weeks. The owners are going to meet the next week. The matter will be discussed, but a vote is not going to be ready for several weeks. And the hope is that closing will take place in the first week of October. Now, uh, as far as the reports uh, overnight by Bloomberg that Jorge Moss could still become involved, Moss is still interested in being involved, but there are a lot of obstacles here. One is, do Jeter and Sherman want him? Now, Bruce Sherman increased his investment in this bid as a favor for Derek Jeter to be able to close the deal. So if Bruce Sherman's bid of about $400 million, which is about a third of the $1.2 billion price, if Sherman can lower that bid by bringing in Moss's money, I'm sure that Sherman would be receptive. But this would be a no-go as far as Jeter is concerned if Jorge Moss insists on some level of power. Now, about a month ago, Beast, there were conversations between Moss and Jeter, and Moss asked Jeter to join his group, and Jeter said no, because Jeter wants authority not only on the business side of the operations, but the baseball side as well, and Moss wanted some level of control. So Moss has spoken with the Sherman-Jeter group. At this point, there is no deal in place for him to join their group. It's possible he might. But I think it's hard to envision Moss joining their group as the control person, which is akin to the managing general partner, because then Jeter would have to cede some control and Jeter doesn't want to do it. So that's where things stand at the moment. So what the Marlins know is they have a signed agreement with Jeter and Sherman. They are moving forward with them. If Moss wants to join the group at some point later, the Marlins would not stand in the way.
1: And as far as Samson and Michael, I, did, did I miss that? Aspect of uh,
2: yes, I, I could have gone on for nine more days, but just to briefly update you on both of them, Mike Hill has three years left on his contract, David Hill, uh, David Sampson rather, has one. The anticipation is that both will stay at least initially. Now, whether they stay long term is very much in question. I know there have been reports that Sampson has been assured of a job. My belief is that Samson is going to stay as president at least for now, potentially much longer. However, David has not confirmed that. Mike Hill has not confirmed that he's going to remain either. I do know that Samson and Jeter have developed a good relationship during this process. They dined together at the Four Seasons several months ago. And, you know, for all of the animosity toward Loria and Samson, Samson essentially has done what he was charged to do, which was to get Jeffrey Loria's stadium and to manage the team from a business standpoint. Samson really is not to blame for the team's on-field problems because he's not the one picking the players. Uh, You know, a lot of the blame there could go to decisions made in the draft, certainly, and to free agent signings, so many of which have not worked out, from Jared Salt-Balamacchia to John Buck. You know, the list goes on and on. The Matt Latos move, Michael Morse. There have just been so many mistakes with personnel, but Samson isn't responsible for any of those. He's just responsible for the business side. So even though people link Samson and Loria together and want to throw out both, I don't think keeping Samson would be problematic because I don't think he's to blame for the on-field product because he's not involved in making player personnel decisions.
1: Barry, let me ask you this question, because I think a lot of Marlins fans uh, have curious thoughts about this, which is, Will this team be on a better footing than it has been under Loria, under new ownership? And can this franchise be financially viable? Can they make more money from a TV deal? Is there any I mean, any realistic chance that attendance imp- uh, approves on a consistent basis so that this ownership group can be in a strong footing and maybe this franchise can actually take leaps forward rather than backwards?
2: You know, I, I'm not encouraged, Beast, for a number of reasons. One, their wow. TV contract is the worst in baseball, and it runs through 2020. I don't know what incentive Fox has to raise the Marlins' TV rights fee, which is annually in the $20 million range, before the contract expires in 2020. And even then, unless the Marlins suggest coming up with their own TV network or find another bidder to bid against Fox, like Comcast, for example, then I don't know how the Marlins can anticipate making a huge jump in TV revenue, it's going to increase certainly from 20 million, but I don't know that it's going to jump from 20 million to 80 million. So that's always going to be a problem. Attendance, I think, is always going to be a problem in this market unless the team starts winning big and winning regularly. I don't think Derek Jeter's presence as an owner is going to make the average attendance jump from 20,000 to 29,000. I don't even think it's going to be a spike to 23 or 24,000 unless the team is winning. So you have those two major things going against you because that means the Marlins' revenue will remain among the lowest in baseball. Now, the payroll this year is $115 million, and people who have seen their books have told me the Marlins are on pace to lose $60 million this year. So these are not made-up numbers by the Marlins. This is uh, These are real losses. And because of that, I just don't see how they're going to be able to succeed long-term unless they make every right move, in finding a pitching staff that's affordable, and getting back talent for Stanton, if they trade him, they would essentially have to be perfect in everything they do with the financial constraints they have. I don't expect Bruce Sherman and Jeter to come here and start spending wildly and increase the payroll from 115 million to 150 million. If anything, I expect the, pay- uh, the payroll to be brought back, you know, to a more reasonable number for this market, be it 80 million, be it 90 million. Uh, so all of that being said, I have one other thing that makes me discouraged. Farm system is still among the weakest in baseball. Yeah. Even with the three trades of Echeverria, Davis Phelps, and Ramos, it's still really weak. There are two potential big league starting position players who are not can't-miss guys, Ryan Anderson and another third baseman named Nelson. So they have two third basemen in their system who could be major league everyday players. They have a few pitchers who could be potential starting pitchers such as Dylan Peters. But they have no stands in the system, no can't-miss players. And of their last three draft picks, number one overall or number one picks in general, Tyler Kolick is coming off Tommy John. Braxton Garrett had Tommy John. And their first-round pitcher this year, a left-hand out New Mexico, hasn't pitched at all yet. So we have no idea what he's going to be. So uh, we could go an entire decade, Beast, without this franchise ever being over 500.
1: Wow. Uh, so, bottom line, before we move to Dolphins real quick, is despite the fact that fans may be optimistic about an ownership change, and certainly it'll feel cathartic uh, for them to say goodbye to Loria because a lot of them have ill will, that won't necessarily change the financial predicament that this organization finds themselves in.
2: Correct. I don't think Bruce Sherman and Derek Jeter are going to come in here and start spending $200 million a year on players.
1: All right. Uh, On to Dolphins. You were out there today. Uh, What's going on, obviously? uh, I guess we found out Ryan Tannehill, I think it was your colleague Armando, broke that story that he will have reconstructive knee surgery, will be put on the IR. Timetable is to be back for the beginning of next year, although, you know, we've seen things happen where it's earlier or it's later, uh, you know, depends on how the surgery goes and whatnot. Jay Cutler, I guess the year stopgap. What's going on in Dolphins' land? Uh, Cutler threw two picks today, both in the end zone. I wouldn't be too worried about that.
2: Gates was non-committal about whether he would play Thursday against Baltimore at Hard Rock Stadium. He said it will depend on how much he picks up the offense this week, how comfortable he looks. He said if he's not comfortable, Matt Moore is starting Thursday. A couple of other news notes, Beast uh, Mike Hull will get first crack at the middle linebacker job that was vacated by Raekwon McMillan's season-ending knee injury. Uh, it's Hull's job to lose. If he thrives, he will be the starting middle linebacker for this team flanked by Alonzo and Emmons. If he slugs, if he flounders, then the Dolphins will go outside and look for a new starting linebacker via either trade or free agency. And the last quick uh, nugget for you, Mike Pouncey did his most work today since he left last season with a hip injury. He participated in some team drills, pronounced himself ready to go, said he will definitely play in the regular season opener and that he'd be able to play in a preseason game, but Gay said we haven't made that decision yet about whether we want to give him any work during preseason.
1: And what about Jay Ajayi? How is he uh, coming along?
2: Still in the concussion uh, system. So uh, still no Jay Ajayi. It's, it would be worrisome if we're two weeks from now and he's still not practicing. At this point, I don't think there's great concern. You have to pass a lot of tests to get it out of the concussion protocol, and he has not passed all of those yet.
1: Uh, real quick on you. UM, i know you weren't there. We we both saw the stats that uh, your colleague Peter tweeted out uh, Malik Rozier seemed to have a good day. But again, it wasn't a live scrimmage with the quarterbacks. Um, we, we don't know what situations any of that was in with the media was not allowed to watch the scrimmage. Uh, the fans weren't allowed to watch the scrimmage. But uh, it, I mean, it would not surprise me. This is my own personal opinion. If the first snap of the year is taken by Malik Rogier, but it, it, would, it would surprise me if we don't see Nkosi Perry early on in some form or fashion uh, quarterbacking this team.
2: Yes, I'm with you on that. And as far as Malik goes, there's no question he's capable of big plays. During the one scrimmage that was open to us in April, he made two terrific plays for touchdowns, but he's also capable of a mistake, which, as you know, Beast drives his uh, this coaching staff crazy. No so doubt. if he can curtail mistakes, then you're right. I think he's got a decent chance to start.
1: All right, Barry Jackson. Follow him on the Twitter, Flower Sports Bugs. There's no one better in town. He, I'm telling you, there's seven of them. There's seven Barry Jacksons. <laughs> they're everywhere he's right now right now there's another barry jackson uh over at the panthers practice facility watching them skate yeah one in brown slacks and one in black thanks <laughs> i'll see you soon have a good one buddy appreciate it bye i did the buddy thing to barry why didn't i do that get the kiddo back on the phone i need to i want to i want to ask him i why did he call me buddy is this bill is this bill So we're doing it, buddy. We're really doing it.
0: Put it under your name. I hope it's not, you know, too abrupt,
1: too quick. Listen, listen, let me tell you, let me tell you right now. Yeah, on, man, speak, man. Listen, one, one, we're not going to lunch Tuesday because Amber won't be here. Two, 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 you're done for the day because you swore twice. You're in timeout. Take it. You're on the air. Hi, big! Hi, I went Jumbo. to Disney World last week with Mr. Shinaprovic Ron, and I started next to Mickey and he passed out. Shumba. They're special. I mean, they are very special. I mean, very special. We got another segment to go. If you want to get in, seven eight six three six zero seven ninety, text six seven nine seven four on the Cold Springs, Alabama, uh, Honda text line. If you want to bring hot takes about anything in the world of sports, feel free. And then uh, we'll do that. And then we've got a segment of, in case you missed it, where uh, we just talk about weird stories that happen throughout the week. If that's B- Bill, don't call in again. You're not getting on again. You you you. We had to dump you twice. Just don't. Back after this on the ticket. back here on The Ticket. The Riptide Music Festival powered by Ford coming your way December 2nd and 3rd. I already made my reservations at the Bahia Mar. On Fort Lickerdale Beach, Saturday, great lineup. Cage the Elephant, Weezer, Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness, Portugal the Man and more. Sunday, KC, the Sunshine Band, Farners, Lou Graham, Moore's Day in the Time. They're going to have a tribute to Prince Loverboy, Shannon, Moore, I know there's two or three bands I know of that are probably going to sign contracts this week that will be announced. It'll blow your mind. Get your tickets now before. I mean, you, trust me, it's going to sell out. Get your tickets now once we announce these other bands. Uh, it's all brought to you by Anna John Levine Accident Attorneys. You know them. Call 800 747 747 Love those guys. East Coast Public Adjusters. Don't settle for less. One with Life Organic Tequila. Please drink responsibly. Tickets on sale right now. Go to theticketmiami.com. What's this? This is called jam. What do you what, what is this? What do you call this? What is this? Tonight nice, I like this. It's kind of orchestral, but it's got a beat. This is CeeLo. CeeLo, got it. You know, yeah. um bright lights bigger city. I wonder who the song. drummer is on this track because one of my friends growing up, Eric Gardner has done some drumming work for him. I actually was the drummer, when Narles Barkley went on tour, Eric Gardner was the drummer for them. Really great drummer, went to the U, but I knew him, uh, we used to go to, I mean, we went to nursery school together. We went to Hebrew school together. Really great jazz drummer and rock drummer. Um, Man, so many friends have made it in the music business and I wanted to be the musician. And uh, here I am doing average radio at best on a Saturday. It's okay though, getting back to it, man. Uh, I got the keyboard out the other day. Those of you that are my Facebook friends saw me uh, horribly getting through a Bob Marley song on the piano. And I was practicing uh, last night at some Lincoln Park. There might be another video today. We'll see. Uh, and then the problem is, is that really my main instrument is uh, obviously I'm a drummer, but I do like to write songs and I do that on the keyboard, but I'm not I'm not a good piano player. Like I, I didn't stick with the lessons long enough to be good. I'm I can get by. I can get by. Like I can I can definitely play by ear a little bit and, and work some stuff out, but I I'm not by any means good on the keys and I'm definitely not a good singer, but you know, I can write a little bit. I I, I, I can I can do that. But the drums is, is what I'm extremely proficient on. And the problem is that when we moved, I had to pack everything up for my drum set, put it in cases, boxes, uh, all sorts of stuff. And it's just sitting in my garage right now. And I've, it's, it's, in order to putting a drum set together, especially, uh, you know, I want to change all my drum heads, like get everything fresh and right. Like it is such a process that it's one of those things where it's like a mountain you feel like you can't climb. So I keep walking in and out of my garage like, okay, today's the day I'm gonna do it and I just don't have I just don't have it in me as much as I want to play because replacing all the heads and just getting everything right. Um, I've added a couple new pieces, some new symbols, uh, a couple new toms. Uh, another floor tom uh, All sorts of stuff to my kit And I it, it just it, it's going to take Hours upon hours If not days To get it right And I don't, I just don't have p- that patience So it's been irking me And that's been your edition of The Beast gives you His entire life story Let's go out to Guitar John Because I love him
0: Hey I love that story Hey Beast uh, why don't you just hire some guy who's like 25, who's a really good drummer, who's up on all the tuning techniques? Just give him a couple hundred bucks and let him tune your drums up putting new heads. No, out.
1: no, no. I need, I need, I, I, you know how it is, man. Like I want to do it myself. I, do. I like, I, I like, you know, it's a pro, it's a, it's a process by which, like, I, it's, it's your baby. You want to do it yourself, like, you know. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I want my, I want my instrument to sound a certain way, and. Uh, I want to do it myself. Now, listen, I mean, if I was uh, you know, on tour with some great band and I had a roadie uh, that knew exactly how I liked everything to sound, fine. But I'm not. It's just me in my garage. I want to do it myself. That,
0: um, when I was a session musician at Criterion in the 70s, I remember Chicago was in one of the studios. They spent 10 days in the studio at 120 an hour tuning and preparing the drums. And I just thought, Really, does it take that much? It probably costs them like $20,000 to get a drum sound. People don't realize when they're listening to a certain artist how much time goes into a rhythm section, oh, a bass yeah. and a drum sound. No,
1: no doubt about it. I mean, everything the, from the kind of heads that you use, kind of shells that you have, kind of sticks that you use, uh, kind of room that you're in, kind of dampening that you have. I mean, there's so many variables. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to get that, that crazy into it, but I, I want my baby to, to, to sound good.
0: There's uh, two guys that went to University of Miami that I have worked with over the years that are both uh, exceptional drummers, and one was ATN Fuentes. He played with Cheyenne and all the famous Latin guys. Uh, Oh, my God, is he a wonderful person and a great And Andy Russell, Andy Russell's best drummer I ever played with and ever heard. He went to University of Miami. I think he's got his master's degree. But um, they have one common denominator. Most of the drummers i played with at University of Miami were Jewish, and why do Jewish guys make such good drummers? That is a good question. Huh?
1: That, that is that is a good question. I wish I could answer, but you're right, man. Uh, there there was a back when I was at school, there was a you know they were UM has been known for their jazz program, and there was a bunch of Jewish drummers in the jazz program back then.
0: Yeah, it, it's um, Andy Russell tells a story about uh, you know his relatives or tribal people in the Middle East and how they had that certain rhythm. But just a funny thing that he sits down and he just does something with his hands. That, Normal human beings just don't have. And I got to say, I love it when I go to turn into my sports channel and I hear a guy talking about turning a drum set. That's why I love you, man.
1: Thanks, bro. I appreciate it. Most of the people don't, but you do. Appreciate it, man. Most everyone else hates it. The hell are you talking about, Beast? John.
0: Beast, what's going on, man? John, welcome. Remember that
2: day I saw I met you at the Wendy's. You're eating that bacon hater. Bro, that crap was so big.
1: I mean, if you're going to try to punk me or, like, get under my skin, like, do better. First of all, while the Baconator sounds fun, the current size of my stomach after the surgery would not allow for a Baconator. If I were to try to eat one, I would barf immediately. Two. Like. Go big or go home. Like, you should have said that my face was in some sort of an ice cream sundae situation covered with chocolate or that I had ketchup all over my face. I mean, come on. I mean, do do if you're going to take a dig, do better. I mean, do a lot better. Lazy ass. Buy a drum key drill bit and zip them on and off. I have all of that. That's not the problem. It's getting it to sound good. Someone wants to know how I got my my nickname. Do I have to go through that story again? But you know what? I actually want to go through that story. And can you roll on this? Because I'm going to send this to my high school. Because, um, let me know when you have your, you're good. All right. So it's the Beast Terror on a Saturday on the ticket. Uh, I went to a public school in Massachusetts through middle school and I was I was always you know always tested well in IQ up there and all that stuff but just like my ability to be a good student like I didn't put a lot of effort into that so my parents thought it'd be a good idea plus they were eliminating the like the music program at the the high school in my town they were cutting arts and all sorts of stuff because the old people didn't want to pay taxes for the young people to have, you know, good education. So my parents decided I was going to go to a private high school. And obviously, if you know anything about New England, there's a billion different, like, amazing boarding schools to go to. Phillips, either Andover or Exeter, uh, Brooks Academy, I mean, Tabor, uh, you name it: Groton, uh, Fairfield, Ex- uh, I said Exeter. Um, there, there's a billion. There used to, used to be. Now it's the Governor's Academy. Used to call, be called Governor Dumner. Uh, uh There's uh, BB and N. There's Lawrence Academy. There's a million of them. It's prep school heaven. Okay, I didn't want to go away and board for high school. Like I wanted to still live at home. So then it was narrowed down to the day schools. And there was a school up in a little bitty town uh, about a half an hour north of my house, and I live 20 minutes north of Boston, uh, in a town called South Hamilton, a school called the Pingree School. And as soon as I went there, I fell in love with it. Why? It was very artsy. They encouraged creativity, encouraged uh, individuality. Encouraged for you to develop your own thoughts and think on your own and do your own thing Um, I really just got a good vibe from it a good buzz from it Um, and so I decided to go there and The sport you know you had to play sports You could take one semester and do something that wasn't sports related. You could do drama you could do music you could do community service, but you had to do sports for two out of the three seasons and so in the fall I played soccer and in the spring, I played tennis. And in the winter, I did my music thing and played in the orchestra for all the uh, musicals that we had. So, our tennis coach the first year was Mr. Sneedon. He was great, it was fine. Uh, then he moved on to other things. And then in came kind of an old professor, history professor named John Glesner. And he exemplified old school New England just like you looked at his face and it was like winded from being out in the water on a sailboat and he lived in this house that was like all wood and you know old school England and he smoked a pipe and he wore a tweed jacket he he exemplified New England prep school and he's an amazing man great history professor but he was our tennis coach and he kind of took the job you know reluctantly but wanted to you know be a mentor for us on the tennis team and he was very stoic he didn't he wasn't a very in-your-face coach he was at practice someone that would just kind of sit in his chair smoke his pipe and watch us you know play tennis and maybe make a few comments here and there and that was it and he would invite us over to his house and we would have his, his wife would make us lunch or dinner and uh, you know, we would be with his kids and all that stuff. Uh, just an amazing man. And just part of this great group of teachers and a great group of staff and eclectic bunch of students at the school that really shaped really shaped me. Um, I really came out of my shell there. And if it wasn't for going to Pingree, I, I would never be doing this. I, I don't know what I would be. I'd probably be working for my dad in the meat business But that school encouraged people to 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 do their own thing to develop themselves in a way uh, To be the person they wanted to be And a professor dr. Glesner was a big part of that So as it relates to me getting my nickname and my radio name the beast uh, as the story goes one day during practice, I'm playing tennis And if you can imagine, I might have been a little bit thinner back then and able to run a little bit more, and I actually had hair. Um, Playing tennis, we're just just playing in practice, and I had a bit of a temper. I would throw my rackets, I would drop F-bombs. I I was known to to be a little bit of a tempered tennis player. Still am. I don't have a lot of patience. And one day during practice, I just lose it. Chuck my racket, I'm dropping F-bombs, I'm John McEnroe, Jr., and here comes Dr. Glesner. He gets out of his chair, which in itself, for him to get out of his chair and, like, stop smoking his pipe during practice, like, got us to, like, oh, my God, he's going to speak. And he opens the, the gates to the tennis courts, and he walks in, and we're everything stops because this guy never, he never moved. He would say some stuff, beginning of the practice, we would stretch, we would play, and at the end of practice, he would kind of give a little speech, and that's it. There was no – he wasn't in your face. He wasn't like an in-your-face coach. And – He's walking on the court towards me, and I'm like, oh, oh no. And this man, who is quiet and reserved, just says to me out of nowhere, Mr. London, could you start playing tennis and stop acting like a G.D. beast? Except he didn't say G.D. He said the words. And then from then on, I was teased, beast, beast, beast. Um, and when I got to college and needed a, a moniker to be on WVUM, uh, the UM radio station, I went with the beast. So that's where I got my name from playing tennis, from being a feisty tennis player. And then I grew into the nickname and it fit perfectly. But, um, yeah, if it wasn't for the Pingree school, if it wasn't for John Glessner and great professors and doctors and teachers like him, um, I wouldn't be here doing this. I wouldn't be half the person I am, and uh, I owe lo- a lot to him. And the reason why I'm going on this far because he just passed away from a stroke. And so um, I uh, send my condolences to the Glessner family, wife, kids, um, beautiful kids, beautiful wife, and just an amazing person that had a profound impact on me. So I want to uh, definitely send my condolences out. And uh, hopefully there'll be some sort of service in the fall that I can attend. Um, you know, it's it's really rare. My wife's a teacher. And the one thing that she will always talk about is how much it means to her when students come back or see her out and about and say, hey, thank you for being my teacher. You were such a great teacher. Like That means the world to her. It makes up for the crappy salary that teachers make in the state of Florida. Um, so... You know, I, I'd like to, you know, hopefully, let Doctor Glessner's family know how much of a great teacher he was and how much of an impact he had on me. It was, it was wonderful. All right, we lighten the load a little bit. Um, we uh, do, uh, in case you missed missed it next, and God only knows what's on the phones. That more coming your way after this in the ticket. Have you purposely played songs I can't sing to? I've noticed that today. That's fine. Be that way. Jerk. Did I say that? Talk on the air. We don't need this behind the scenes stuff. He says that I have liners to do, which is why he plays the instrumentals. I like to sing. The Ticket in Publix, where shopping is a pleasure, present the fifth annual Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital Kids Love and Family Expo Saturday, September 16th, at the Museum of Discovering Science in downtown Fort Lauderdale, featuring over 75 activities for kids, celebrity meet and greets, character photo ops, and more. It's all sponsored by the lobs of Anna Jordan Levine Accident Attorneys. Call 1 800 747 free, 1 800 747 3733 for tickets and more. Log on to the TicketMiami.com. Anadron Levine, man, they must be doing well. They are sponsoring everything. I love those guys. I met those guys. They're great guys. Trust me, man. Uh, you get into an accident, you need a little help. Anadron Levine's there for you, man. They're going to get it done for you, but they are. They must be uh, kicking butt over there. All right. Aver- there it is. Advertising works. You get your name out there, your business does well. It, it ends up working. And by the way, this will surprise most of you because you think that you know Netflix and Pandora and uh, uh, all of its the the wave. The number the, still the number one medium, as far as reach into the United States society goes, is radio by far, not even close. Um, let's go out to the phones. Eric is in Broward County.
0: Hey, Beast. I have a random question for you, but it's one that's been bugging me
2: for a little while. So I was
1: wondering if you can answer it for me. Okay, is that' cool. Yes, yeah, sure. all right, cool.
2: All right, so I listen to like the ticket every morning on my way to work and yeah. all right, so there's like an obvious tension between Zaz and Amber and sometimes it's funny, but sometimes
1: it's not and it's like I can't be the only one thinking that. So I just I'm curious like can't say that word. What what is with you people today? You can't say the bad words on the radio. You're going to get us all fired. Ah! As far as uh, chemistry in the morning show, I think there's great chemistry in the morning show. Now, if you think there's something between uh, Zazzle and Amber, uh, I don't know. I, I haven't picked up on that. As far as I know, it's all tiptoe through the tulips. I will say this. I'm gonna try to say this in the most kind way possible. Because I don't want it to be misinterpreted, okay? Zazlo is a bit of an odd person. I mean, we all are. Everyone in this industry is odd. To be in this business, you have to be odd. You have to, in, in, order, in order to put yourself out there and be entertaining and do what we do, you have to have some sort of screw loose. You have to be a little bit different, okay? I'm bizarre as an individual, no doubt about it. Zaslow is also a little bit odd. And there's times when he's really outgoing and great and wonderful. And and there's other times when he's really to himself and reserved and, you know, all that stuff. As we all can be. But maybe what you're feeling is just that's Zazlo's vibe in the morning. Maybe that's what it is. I don't think there's any issue between Zazlow and Amber. I think they get along fine and Romberg and Tobin. I think that crew with slim and Tobin and Romberg and Amber and Zaslow is, like, tight-knit and doing well. Their ratings are great, kicking the ass out of the competition. I don't think there's any issue there. But maybe you're just sensing, like, Zazlo's little oddness. But, I mean, I have it, uh, you know— Tobin has it. Uh, We all have, anyone that's good in this business is, you know, off a little bit. Just saying. So maybe that's what you're sensing. I mean, it would help if, like, when we are out of the soccer field, you know, Zaslow came over and shook my hand or, you know, said hi or something. I'm lucky if I get a head nod. But, listen, I'm annoying as hell, so I can understand why he wants to stay away. I'm, I'm, I'm that guy, so I, I get it, like I understand it. Uh, Chris has a question. I love this, let's just do questions about the station. Yeah,
0: Um. well it's not really about the station, but uh, last night I showed my girlfriend the Shawshank Redemption, and
1: Yes. she did not like it. Should I be worried? Yes, you should, you should ditch her immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I no, just No, no, understand. no, 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 no. Listen, listen. You, where is, she, is she there? Can I talk to her? No, she's at work. Listen, <laughs> next Saturday, you have her call into the show. Okay, we're going to get through this because if she, does, if she does not like that movie, I mean, you ain't putting a ring on it.
0: I, I tried showing her that it's like a critic consensus, best movie of all time. I showed her on the internet. Yeah, she no. Didn't no. Cared. no, same it, thing. It By the
1: way, same thing with uh, The Godfather. Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, there, there's certain movies that, listen, if if you guys can't agree on, if she's not into that, like, there, you've got, there's problems on the horizon. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks. No worries, bro. No, seriously. Shosh, how do you not like Shawshank? Really? Dave. What up, Beast? What up, dog? Hey, hey man, just for the record, man. Yeah. You, you, can you take Zaslo on a one-on-one, like, honestly? You know, I've thought about that. Um, obviously he would, he would have more speed than me because he probably weighs half my size, but although I'm losing weight, um, I've been working out a lot though. So I feel like maybe I could I could get him in strength. It would be a tight battle. I don't know. You know what though? I'm mostly a pacifist, so I'm really not into the physical stuff, but you know, if he came at me, uh, I'd have to, I'd have to defend myself.
0: I, I think you could take him
2: beast. and I, I think you should like state something right now, call him out. No, give them, no, you know, no, give I, them.
1: Listen, 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 listen. We're all just trying to get along, get good ratings, make money, and and do good radio for you guys. Uh nah,
0: you want ratings, man? You, stir up some beef, dude. Well, stir up
1: some, some beef. I, I, I do that, but that's in the comfort of my own home, but that's a different story. Appreciate you, though. Is that Bill on line one? Bill, you're not. We, Bill, buddy. I love you. Seriously, I love you. Like, I want to get to know you so badly. I want to do this lunch at the Capitol Grill. But you swore twice today. How am I supposed... Seriously, how am I supposed to have you on the air after you swore twice? Someone says, Beast, don't get it twisted. Zazzle hates you. Yeah, maybe he does. That's fine. There's a lot of people that hate me. A lot of people that love me. A lot of people that don't know me. There's just a lot of people in the world. Yeah, exactly. Um, Should we get into this? Let's do it, in case you missed it. There you have it. News has never been softer. Good news for change. What do you say, huh? Coming up, handsome, mustachioed man recaps news in pleasing baritone. Stay tuned for this and more. Am I the only one who realizes that this story isn't news? Alright, here we go. In case you missed it. First story. Dateline, South Carolina. This is not an April's Fool joke, by the way. While most concerns surrounding this month's eclipse concern fake glasses that may cause serious eye injuries, one state is actually warning its residents of something more sinister. Beware of the lizard man. As eclipses usually conjure up stories of the paranormal, paranormal or bizarre, the South Carolina Emergency Management Division tweeted out a map showing where lizard men have been sighted in the state in the past. This would be a good time to reiterate that this is not a prank. According to the map, there have been seven previous sightings of lizard men in South Carolina, although those have occurred without an eclipse overhead. The South Carolina Emergency Management Department does not know if lizard men become more active during a solar eclipse, the post reads, but we advise that residents of Lee and Sumter counties should remain vigilant. So if you are planning to view the August 21st eclipse from the great state of South Carolina, a can of lizard men repellent would seem to be a must. Yep. I'm looking at the tweet right now from the official account of the South Carolina Emergency uh, Management Department. And it's real. And... Um, I mean, this, I, listen, I'm surprised that the state of Florida has not tweeted out about the skunk ape or the chupacabra. I mean, we got to worry about these things when the eclipse comes up, right? And bang biscuit. All right. Speaking of lizards, Dateline, California. A California man has filed a lawsuit after he found two baby geckos in his bear can, which upon drinking resulted in severe illness. Okay. You know what, before I, l- let me just, maybe there's an explanation here. This dude named George Tuba says he bought the cans of Heineken, green lizards, from a Ralph's grocery store in 2015, and upon drinking it, noticed a foul taste. Shortly after consuming the bear, he experienced severe abdominal pain and vomiting. He went uh, to the emergency room where he was given Xanax and Zofran for the nausea and vomiting, but was forced to return to urgent care two days later for similar symptoms. When his daughter examined the can, she found two leopard geckos that experts say were probably alive when the beer was originally canned because there was little to no, no decompensi- de- Decomposition? There we go. Tuba's suit says he suffered extreme anxiety and post-traumatic stress since the discovery and that he has resulted in missing weeks of work. He's suing Heineken, Heineken, the grocery store, and an unknown beer distributor. Stories like that freak me out. Like, fingers in chili, geckos in Wendy's, uh, in, sorry, geckos in beer, uh, ants and stuff. that Like, that freaks me out. Like, we need to be able to trust the food and drink supply. Those are some drunk geckos. And... Oh, good. Switch. Uh okay this one's definitely interesting we go to uh, Beijing a little bit of a plane ride to Beijing 25 a 24 year old woman is under police investigation in Fuzhou China after she attempted to mail her newborn baby to an orphanage wrapped in plastic bags the baby is currently in stable condition in a hospital Uh, the mother surnamed Lu, was in custody for suspected child abandonment really suspected Lou placed the baby girl inside several plastic bags Wednesday and then refused to let a courier inspect the contents of the package when he arrived to pick it up, local media reported. The courier, already on his way for delivery, became suspicious when he detected movement and noises from inside the package, was shocked to find a live baby when he opened it, according to local media. I mean, listen, not all of us are meant to be parents, right? Adoption is great. If you can't yourself be a parent, great. Great. Melling your baby, no orphanage. Bad idea. Just saying. And... mm, Ooh, got it. Wind is tough in here. One more. Dateline, Sioux City. Iowa. Oh, Sioux City, Iowa. Sorry. I started... (laughs) <laughs> Never mind. Authorities say a man who tried to deposit what he presented as a $1 million bill has been charged with drug possession in Iowa. Oh, this is great. A criminal complaints says Sioux City police officers were called to the Northwest Bank Thursday to talk to a man who tried to deposit the bill into his account. The officers asked 33-year-old Dennis Strickland uh, whether he had any more of the bills and that a baggie fell out when he emptied a pocket. The complaint says the baggie contained methamphetamine. The, U- the U.S. Treasury Department says it has never produced a $1 million bill. Iowa court records say Strickland is scheduled to be back in court Monday. His attorney has a return on call Tuesday from the AP. I mean, oh, hey, you know, let me show up to the Bank of America down the street with a $1 million bill, try to just put that puppy into the ATM, see what happens. Oh, they wouldn't, no one's going to figure it out. Well, who would figure it out? You think you need a deposit slip with the million dollar bill, or you can just you can just slip that puppy right in, no problem. I mean, are are we surprised they found meth in his pocket? God. You know what he probably did. Did did, did they say how he deposited? Is it to the ATM? N- no. But it's probably did to the ATM. There's there's no way. You think you don't think he went inside to wait in line to the teller? Maybe he did. Oh, that's even better. If yeah, he, ma'am. I need a deposit slip. Oh, okay. Uh, cash or check? Oh, it's cash. Oh, okay. Yeah. How much? A uh, million dollars. No, no. Yeah. You just walk in and get a deposit slip. He put it on there. He's ready. Oh my god. He checked. He checked cash and he wrote a million dollars on it. Um. Yeah. I I don't know what to do with that. Let's chuck this. I I can't. I just. And you're tough good four for four do i ever miss i never miss it's amazing my accuracy in uh in studio trash can basketball is unbelievable a lot of thanks to get to uh michael zanian who called me buddy from forbes magazine let's never have him on again I don't even know if that was a real dude. I don't know who we talked to about the Marlins. Uh, i got to thank him. Uh, Barry Jackson, the buzz, as always. Antoine, thank you. Trevor, thank you. Those of you who put up with me every Saturday, I love you. I thank you. I'm an acquired taste. I understand that. But uh, I appreciate you very much. Uh, And again, my condolences to the family of John Glessner, uh, my great high school professor who passed away this week. Baseball! Have been very, very good to me. Coming your way next. I'll see you when I see a piece right here on the ticket.